What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're watching, thank you for watching. Um, so today we're going to continue the Matthew series. It's going to be Matthew chapter 21. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. So if you've ever heard of Palm Sunday, this is the chapter that talks of Palm Sunday. Um, so basically how it starts is, I guess I'll, I'll give a little bit of recap. So Matthew chapter 20, um, Jesus gave a parable. He talked about the, the parable of the new and the old vineyard workers. Um, and then he went to Jerusalem a little bit. He pulled mm. the 12 to the side. He told them what would happen to him. So now the disciples definitely know what his plan is. They know that he's about to be crucified, that he's going to die. But then that he's also going to resurrect. They know that now. Um, so, of course, they, uh, they heard Jesus say this. They got kind of a little bit upset. Um, and then Jesus went to Jericho. He had a little bit of a good following, following behind him. Then he healed a couple of uh, blind beggars, and that was really just about it. Um, so it was a really quick chapter. The last one was. But this one is very interesting. Why? Because it, it's, this is literally the beginning of the end of the beginning, <laughs> um, as we said in, as, in a previous episode. So um, if, if Jesus never re- resurrected, this would be the beginning of the end. So um, it's very interesting. But uh, before we get dive into that, Codus, I just want to ask you, how's your day, man? How's your week? Man, this week, dude. It's been so stressful yeah. and so busy. Okay, but, I understand that. Well, last, two nights ago, I think it was, where I just stayed up all night with my friend. I went to his house, Yeah, and we stayed up all night playing, like, Overwatch and a bunch of games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day, it was, like, 12 o'clock, and I took a nap for, like, three hours. And then, yeah. But other you. than that, dude, it's been a hectic week. What about yeah. you? Well, okay, so yeah, similar. Get the lawnmower fixed. I didn't. I hadn't gotten the. I hadn't gotten the Lowe's yet to, to buy or Home Depot. I probably should get to to yeah. buy a. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to. I just need to buy oil because I think it's out of oil, oil, which I checked and it's it's very low. So I'm just gonna hope that fixes. What's it low on? Oil. Sorry. <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're good. Um, but uh, so today, so like I said a second ago, I think I said. Anyways, I thought it. Um, I don't drive my truck often. Yeah. And uh, so it used to be a farm truck. Now it's just a, I only use it whenever I need a truck kind of thing. So mm-hmm. my wife bought a, uh, something for the living room, just put up under the TV. Cause it, we, we nailed the TV into the wall. So we didn't like, anyways, so we bought something like that, like a dresser of sorts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we hop in the truck and then we find ants everywhere. I'm like, oh, oh. ants. Yeah. There's ants all over in the truck. And I'm like, ants are annoying. They are. But like, it's fine, I guess, because I mean, we had to ride 40 minutes to go pick this thing up and then, of course, pick it up and ride 40 minutes back. So we just had, like, ants the entire time. Yeah. And uh, so I tried to make it a little bit better. I stopped at the gas station, you know, got some snacks, some drinks, you know, just kind of make it, make it a little bit better. Um, and then I realized that I forgot a uh, – so I had to take a couple – like, a, a few weeks ago, I had to take my phone charger out of the truck, put it in the car because one of my car broke. And so then I was without a cord. And with this truck, because it, it, it it's a little bit beat up at this point um, – it does, it has Bluetooth, but something's off a little bit wonky. Like the wires got mixed up when they put the stereo system in or whatever, the subs. And, uh, and so the Bluetooth doesn't work. So we need the cord to, to play music. And so we were just sitting in silence the whole time because I forgot the cord. And then of course, on top of that, we had ants, you know, like crawling on us. Yeah. And, and uh, anyways, but it's a, uh, it's a that fun sucks. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really care. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, yeah. But my wife did not. She does not like bugs whatsoever. So she was like smacking them with, with enthusiasm the entire time. <laughs> but uh, it was good. So um, all in all, I definitely cannot complain. God has blessed me in all aspects. So um, I'm definitely blessed beyond measure. So, but uh, well, anything you want to talk about before we dive into just series episode 21? Nope. I'm, I'm okay. ready, man. All right. 
So it starts out Jesus and disciples. They enter in this city called Bethphage, Bethphage, something like that. It's basically a city in Jerusalem. So let's just say Jerusalem. Um, and then Jesus tells two of his disciples um, to go untie a donkey and its colt. <laughs> and so, of course, they don't own this donkey and this colt. So we're very confused, right? Why is Jesus telling them to go basically steal a donkey and a colt? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he's not asking them to steal. Jesus then knows what is going to happen. So he says, look, when somebody asks you, uh, what are you doing? You simply say the Lord needs this and then they'll give you the, the donkey and the colt. So it wasn't basically stealing. It was just him anticipating what they were going to say because he's God. He knows. Have Um, you heard the theory of like the Jesus that like the cross on the back of donkeys and stuff There's like, so pretty much the theory is because donkeys have like a cross on their back or whatever. It's like a line and then on their shoulder blades. Oh, 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 it's like a natural thing. Yeah. But there's a theory that that happened because Jesus sat on the donkey. And so donkeys are blessed animals. That's just a theory. Interesting. I'd be interested to see. Obviously, I guess we can't really tell because, you know, hair and fur kind of just like yeah. degrades, but um, or decomposes is probably the better better term. But um, I wonder if the donkeys had it before then, you know, because I feel like there's a yeah. lot of stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, that's superstition, if you will, quote unquote, superstition. I mean, it makes sense. You know, that's why there's a cross because Jesus sat on the donkeys. I mean, I'll take it. It sounds I, good. I like I it. I don't like donkeys, though, dude, because like Yeehaw. they're mean. They're mean, <laughs> they, bro. They man. can be. Dude, I'll tell you what, though, speaking of donkeys in a spiritual manner, donkeys are really good at protecting a flock because, really? they ki- yeah, because they kill coyotes. And so they huh. bite, they bite the things and go and slam them. I kid you not. Wait, how'd they go? And, uh, and so, <laughs> but they do. And I'm sure they kick them too. You know, that's probably more realistic. Yeah. But I've seen, I've seen a How's horse. How's that go? Uh, <laughs> Um, so that's what, uh, that's what happens. You know, remember, uh, Wiley Coyote from, uh, Roadrunner? Yeah, Road? yeah. Yeah, that's the sound effects he would make. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, <laughs> but yeah, no, donkeys, they're very good at protecting their flock. And of course, with sheep or whatever, you know, the flock or the mm-hmm. herd is. And so since we are sheep in a sense. Uh, so Jesus is a donkey is what you're saying. He protects us, does he not? He um, does. But let's not say that because, of course, what uh, a modern term for donkey yeah. is. So let's, yeah. you know, um, yeah. anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then, of course, G- uh, the disciples got the donkey and the colt, which actually fulfilled a uh, prophecy, which is Isaiah chapter 62. Um, and so Jesus then sat on the donkey and, and the colt. Or I don't know which one he necessarily sat on. I imagine the donkey because the colt is pretty tiny. Yeah. Uh, but then he rode into town, right? But what's interesting is, is this is where we get Palm Sunday at. Um, and so Palm Sunday is basically, so he was riding in town, people of Jerusalem at this point, they had lined the streets and they were throwing their clothes and these palm leaves or these, these mm-hmm. uh, it says that they were cutting off branches, throwing it to the road. And they were basically just like, it's basically the red carpet of the day, like in Hollywood, you know, like, so they yeah. roll out the red carpet. This There's a the little picture way. in my Bible of it. Yeah. Yeah. They took a picture while they were there. You know, that's a real picture, you know. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Time travelers, TVA. <laughs> yeah, right there. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's, the, you know, so then Jesus kind of rode in town. And so uh, it was, it's kind of interesting, though, because we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, of course, over the next few chapters. Um, but they were praising Jesus this time, walking through the, the, the city, the roads. But in just a few days, they would be the ones mm. cursing them, you know. Um, so, but we'll, we'll dive into that here in a few minutes, but, um, so yeah. And then the, the Pharisees of Jerusalem, it says the leaders, um, they asked, you know, the people around like, what's going on? What's happening? Why are people crowding the roads and throwing this stuff in the roads? 
And uh, they said, of course, the prophet of Jesus of Nazareth in Galilee is coming. And so um, I thought it was interesting how they called Jesus the prophet Jesus. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Um, so then Jesus goes to the temple as soon as he walks through the roads and stuff. He goes to the temple, and then this is where we see this righteous anger. Uh, he goes yeah. and he, he sees people making money and profit um, and selling stuff in the church. And, of course, he says that the church is supposed to be a house of prayer. And so he says, uh, I'm going to quote him here. And um, he says, this is a house of prayer. You've turned this house of prayer into a den of thieves. Um, and so he gets mad, flips tables, gets everybody, get out of there. He's like, get out of here. Anyways. Um, he gets sassy. He, get, he gets a little bit. He shows his two, doesn't he? Righteous sassy. <laughs> he does. Uh, I, I, I feel like there's a funny analogy to be made here about me when I was a kid in church, um, you know, because I was Dennis the Menace. But uh, oh. we'll ignore it. I, I can't really think of anything. I, I just, I just I, know there's something. Yeah, I remember. I, th- I feel like you've told me a story about that or something. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, a couple of the elders call me Dennis the Menace because, like, during church, I just run around like a hoodlum. Um, really? Yeah. And, like, and this is when I was, like, eight or ten years old. I wasn't, like, three or four. Like, this is, like, so you I'm, were, I'm, yeah. I'm, old, I'm old enough to know better. And, uh, and so I did that. And, like, I'd always talk. I never sit down and listen. Um, apparently I heard some stuff because I mean, look at what we're talking about today. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so anyways, but, uh, I was Dennis the miss. I broke a bunch of stuff, man. Like really? I was a hoodlum. Yeah. Okay. So there's, a, we had these, like, this is, I was like 13 at the time. Okay. And we had these like signs that said like guest parking. Right. And mm-hmm. me and a buddy of mine, which the buddy of mine didn't even go to this church. And I don't think <laughs> I've ever, any, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. And I know my mom listens to this. So she's gonna be like, what? Anyways. So, um, Anyways, so me and my buddy didn't go to the church. He didn't go to my church. Um, we're just walking around. It's nighttime. It's after, like, youth or, like, I don't know. I might have been, like, 10 at the time. Well, yeah, I was probably around 10 because the buddy I had was, like, my 10-year-old best friend kind of thing. Anyways, and uh, so we're going around. We see this little sign, and all of a sudden, we just decide to kick it, and it breaks. <laughs> I don't know why, why? or how. I don't, I don't, dude, I had no clue. We literally just said, hey, watch this, you know, um, the, the classic redneck. Hey, y'all watch this, except the 10-year-old version. And so uh, we just kicked it. Then it broke, of course. It's like, what did we expect? And so we just threw it into the bush. Um, anyways, I just... Uh, well, yeah. there's your confession. There's my confession. Uh, um, Mama Montana, you heard it here. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. Which I apologize, just not to the people that I should have apologized to. Um, <laughs> but anyways, That's, so... Uh, yeah, What a which, hoodlum. If that church was still around, I would definitely, you know, probably give them money 15 years later to fix that. But it's fine. Um, like I said. that sign I kicked down a long time ago? Wait, you kicked it down? Huh? Yeah, here's some money to repay that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like uh, when you uh, – there's this – I think it was on a TV show or something. Yeah. But – oh, never mind. I can't even remember. It was something like that where it was like this person – I thought they were going to die like the week or something. Yeah. So – Everyone they did wrong, they just started repaying them. So, like, he stole a pencil from someone in kindergarten. So, he, like, gave it. It was just a big, long list. It was stupid. Yeah. And he ended yeah. up not dying, but it was, like, a stupid movie or something. That's funny. I, feel like, I've, that. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah. Is that, I don't, is that, is that a Jim Carrey movie? It might By be. Chance? I think so. But, like, it was something huh. dumb like that where it's, like, yeah. he gave him a pencil from like, someone in kindergarten. They were, like, yeah. who are you? Like, oh, I actually stole a pencil in kindergarten, so I'm, I'm repaying you back because I want to be in right, righteous standing and stuff like that. That's funny. It's funny the things that we remember, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, why it's, do I remember? The brain is weird. It is weird. Like, I also, so people say that you aren't allowed to remember, like, or you aren't supposed to remember things when you're, like, itty-bitty, but I remember laying in, like, my crib 
at one point, just like screaming and crying. And then I remember crying. I remember a bit from when I was a baby, baby. Really? Oh, yeah. My brother doesn't remember anything, though. Like, you would think that, like, since we're brothers, like, we have the same genes to an extent. Like, or similar genes, I guess I should say. Um, Like, you would think that we would, like, if if I remember childhood, he would remember. But anyways. um, And then also, go ahead. I'll show you a picture later if you remind me. But, oh, I was probably less than four, maybe, maybe five. Uh, Somewhere around that age, five to all the way zero, whatever. But I had a sucker in the back of my hair. Like, uh-huh. I got a sucker and I stuck it back there. Love that. And yeah. I remember them having to take that out. Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, you know, man. I, uh, I remember fake crying. So, I remember. Really? Yeah, I, I had learned. And, I, like, this is, like, before I, I could, like, speak really well. I remember laying in my crib crying because I knew whenever I cried, my mom would come. And so, I remember faking it. And, like, I remember my throat hurting because I was faking it. And uh, and then she came and was like, "Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. We're like, what's wrong?" And like, I remember her saying that. I really, just, I, don't I don't remember, remember that far. I just remember like glimpses yeah. of stuff. Well, I, I think that I think I was like three at that point, um, maybe like two or something, because Man, I, th- I, was, I was I was I was old enough to understand what she was saying. I just don't remember if I was able to yeah. say anything back. I'm sure I said something. Um, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, so it's crazy how the brain works. But yeah, anyways, anyways. So, yeah, so Jesus gets, shows that righteous anger, of course, which we can uh, – it just goes to show, I guess, why we're talking about righteous feelings. Um, God, of course, uh, people – I, I think we said this in the podcast before, but um, somebody once asked me, you know, how can God be jealous of jealousy of sin? Well, that's because it's a righteous jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's several mm-hmm. things that can be righteous. Um, so if I mm-hmm. get angry at, say, Codus because he's blaspheming God out the wazoo. And I do it Christian. every day, you know, just catch. That's, that's me. <laughs> so I can get righteously angry at mm-hmm. Codus for that. So It's uh, just like when it says don't judge, but judge within the church. It's I don't want to say righteous judge, but sort mm-hmm. of, you know. Yeah. I love how people like to take that verse out of context. Like, oh, well, you have a log in your eye. You can't, you know, judge a speck in a friend's eye. Well, if yeah. you read a verse or two later, it literally says, deal Dude, with the law people first, don't then, read the bible like they just read one verse and like oh i know, oh, there's that. You know? it's crazy like, dude it there was it was there was saul's testimony or whatever or paul mm-hmm. sorry not but paul's testimony and someone started saying read this read this and i was like yeah but if you read later it talks about how he converted to christianity and he changed yeah. his name to paul but no yep. they just read the part where it said yeah and he went around killing like come yep. on come on yeah i uh so in so we share the yelp podcast for anybody that's listening like we we uh we both have all the username and passwords to the the uh tiktoks and all that fun stuff and so we both get on it anyway so i've been dming this guy who's an atheist who's, he's basically debating the you know our yeah, i've been getting as, notifications for that i haven't really looked into it though yeah uh, well it, him and a bunch of other people it seems to be a trend at, at this point for people to quote um i forget the exact chapter but it, it's a, a numbers reference and an exodus reference so the exodus is about slavery but the numbers one is talking oh yeah about, um the the numbers one is talking about uh condoning uh, taking virgins as captives and you know doing stuff with them and uh, and so literally like if you like if you read just that verse it looks like it's saying that god is condoning it by all mm-hmm. means but literally if you read two verses ahead it says that a person said to this person this and it's like and then I, I found that a lot of people don't understand that the Bible documents conversation between man, like between like people. And yeah. so like they think they think that the, the, if you don't know the Bible, people are like, oh, OK, well, the entire Bible is the exact word of God. Like God wants us to do that. Is that that's, why that's, Mormons believe that God was once man? Because uh, like the Mormons, they believe that God was on earth, like 
obviously God was on Earth, but they believe that God was like once man, which I don't. Well, and and Genesis yes, chapter like but yeah, like, not he like walked the Jesus Adam part. Well, yeah, not like that part, but like they yeah. like don't they believe that he was actually like a man, man? Like I don't know how to describe it. Like obviously, yes, he was on Earth and walked with Adam and Eve, but uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I, just, I would say that that suffices as a man, man, just like Adam. Yeah, but I mean, maybe not. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know all the specifics of the Mormon belief. Yeah, I, need I to, don't either. I need to refresh my memory. I used to know a lot about it, um, but uh, what was I saying? What were we saying? That's the question. <laughs> um, um, people taking stuff out of context all the time right, in the Bible. Right, and so people just like, of course, Scripture is God breathed, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. Um, but it does record the flaw of man. It records, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of things. Like the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, it shows the, the need of a Savior because it shows how imperfect we are. And so when, when mm-hmm. people are taking the, the Scripture out of context, they don't recognize that it's talking about the things that it's showing our flaws. And it's like, guys, yeah. literally just read. <laughs> it doesn't – but, of course, atheists don't care to, to dive deeper. They just want to see what they yeah. want to see, and then they stop. And so um, – but anyways – that's uh, at least that's the the trend I've found with most atheists, not all atheists by any means. Um, which a good there number was of them. A good number. Which there was that that one girl that uh, was in our our DMs the other day. Um, her name is Brenna or Brina. Um, which she actually looked at the evidence I presented and was like, "Okay, that actually makes sense." So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But th- that's not the case with most. I like, you, of, like I had this one. Sometimes they stop by, but especially during like my church service. Yeah. Like, they're the most respectful person I've ever seen. Like, they're super cool. But, yeah, yeah it's a Satanist, so I guess not atheist. But super yeah, cool, yeah. like, completely, like, treats me with, like, respect. And, yeah, like, the, the nicest person ever. Mm-hmm. So. It's amazing what happens when somebody hides behind a phone. Like, most of the atheists I know in real life are super respectful. But when it comes mm-hmm. to not, you know, when it comes to being behind the phone. And because stuff, they, like, cause nobody likes face-to-face contra... What's the word? No. Contra... Uh, I'm blanking, dude. A fear I'm... of controversial. Op- what am I? My my wife said Confront- that all the time. Confront- No <laughs> confrontation. That's what it is. Yes, that's what we're talking dude, about. Dude, I've been <laughs> the... blanking. No, you're good. But no, for sure. Like a lot of people do have that that quote unquote fear of uh, confrontation, which mm-hmm. you know, to each his own. But um, so anyways, Jesus flips some tables yeah. righteously, so. <laughs> and uh, so, so then then uh, so he kind of he calmed himself down a little bit as a, as as you know a good man would do, and uh, as he was, and he sat down, calmed himself, and then he started performing miracles in, in, inside the temple. And so then there's you know these children running around, and they're like, and they say, "Praise God for the Son of David." And so when you yeah. hear that, it's like, wait a second. So of course, if you at this time, of course, the, the people have never read the New Testament because it wasn't um, – somebody said controversy. No, we're, we're talking about confrontation specifically, um, but controversy too. Um, yeah. But when you – so nobody, of course, had read the New Testament because it hadn't been written at this point. So – or wrote whatever the proper grammar is. And so they only knew what we call the Old Testament. Um, and so that's Genesis through – is it Malachi? Man, that's yes. boring. <laughs> like, but no, the, but like, there's the Old a lot testimony, of there. Yeah, yeah, there is, but – I get bored when I read it most of the time. Like, I'll yeah. be honest. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Well, I like table flipping, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I'm the same way. I definitely prefer to read the New Testament. But mm. because this is what they had, so they only knew what the Scripture said, and they knew a lot of what the prophets said. And so the prophets, of course, knew, or they called, you could say, um, that Jesus was going to be uh, the lineage of David, so son of David, mm. right? And so when these children were saying, praise God for the son of 
David, they were basically saying, look, he is the Messiah because he is fulfilling scripture. And yeah. so when these kids were saying this, it threw the, uh, the Pharisees off. They're like, wait a second. Don't you, do you know what they're – and so the leaders actually looked at Jesus and says, don't you hear what they're saying? Um, they're like – so in other words, um, they're like I, – uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. I don't need to say in other words. But um, so they asked Jesus that, and Jesus is like, yes, I hear what they're saying. And so it's kind of like the Pharisees saying, you know they're calling you the Messiah, right? Like what are you going to do about it? As if they're expecting him to say that you know, he's not the Messiah. And uh, so Jesus then goes, yes, I know what they're saying. I'm not going to say they're wrong. And so there he goes. It's kind of a, another hint at him being the Messiah, you could say. Um, and so this, of course, fulfilled scripture. Um, the, the children saying that, I forget the, the reference, but um, the children saying that he is the son of David, praise God. Um, so then it says that Jesus went, this is, this is really funny what I'm about to say. Um, so it says that Jesus got tired and went to sleep. You know, obviously, that's what people do. And so then he woke up the next righteously morning. Righteously so. Righteously so. And so the next morning he got up and was hungry. Uh, you ever had like the early morning munchies? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah so. I get him at like last night. It was 2 o'clock. I woke up and I had a bowl of cereal. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, the cereal in the middle of the night is the best. It hits for sure. For sure. It's kind of like Waffle House on like a late night. You know, like it just, I, it just I still have different. yet to try it. Oh, I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. Dude, no, we got to get you down here and we got to get you on some Waffle House 100%. That sounds good. I've uh, heard like the food's not good. It's just like it's nasty homey. and not it's good. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but you got to have it. <laughs> it's definitely not clean by any means, but hey. Yeah, cool. I've heard it's not. Um, so Jesus woke up really hungry and he, he said, or uh, I guess I say he said, the Bible says that he saw in this, it's a fig tree. So he walked on over to the fig tree and uh, he was expecting to find a fig, of course, right? Well, expecting he's got he knew um there's a purpose for this but <laughs> yeah it says that when he saw that there was no fig he basically cursed the tree and was like may you never bear fruit and so i i think i imagine this like i imagine myself like okay so i really love twinkies okay i know what you're <laughs> gonna say i know what people say like i fit the stereotype why do skinny guys like twinkies i don't know but i love them okay and so when my wife surprised me with a box of Twinkies, I love her to death. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, I never buy them for myself because, like, why would you buy Yeah, you Twinkies? don't need a wedding ring. You need the box of Twinkies. That's right. Yeah, I kid you not. Like, I would, I would wear cardboard if it was from a Twinkie box. I love this stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I guess it's, you know, technically a hostess box. Anyways. Anyways. So, um, so, yeah. So, whenever I am expecting a Twinkie, okay, this, this all has a point, I promise. So whenever I go to the cabinet or the pantry, whatever you want to call yeah. it, to and I'm I'm wanting a Twinkie, oh. and then I see that there is no Twinkie, yeah. I get mad. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Are you kidding me?" And so then I'll just like just like, and like talk to myself, you know. And uh, and so I think it's similarly, Jesus like he was so hungry, he's like, "Are you kidding me? Like, there's not a freaking fig on this freaking tree on this fig tree." Um, of course, I'm ad libbing at this point, you know, putting my own words there. Um, no, I think Jesus actually said this. Yeah, know, the freaking. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he got mad. And so he cursed the tree and said, may you never bear fruit. And so it says that instantly the, the, the tree began to wither and die. And so the disciples saw this. Um, and so where am I at here? Um, so yeah, the disciples saw this. was like, well, how did it do? Like, how did that happen? And he mm-hmm. says something along the lines of, um, I didn't write my notes, but it's fine. So the, the point of that is, God speaks and then things listen. Nature listens, right? And yes. so, but I thought it was really funny. This is the point I want to make. I thought it was really funny at first, the, the idea of Jesus cursing the tree because he was hungry and it didn't have any fruit on it. And then I realized that 
people are based or we're, we're judged on our fruits, on our mm-hmm. actions, you could say. Um, and so in Matthew 7, it says that you can tell a false prophet by their fruits. You know, a good tree bears yeah. good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. And so I was thinking, wait a second. Jesus has oftentimes made the analogy that people are things that bear fruit. And then I realized. Because we're, like, we're, we're referred to trees quite a bit, too. Quite a bit. Like, yeah. there's at least like five. Exactly. And if, so if we bear no fruit, then we are a bad tree. And so I realized something. I was like, wait, what if we are that tree? What if, what if when Jesus comes back? So Jesus, of course, saw the tree. He walked over the tree. What if when Jesus comes back and we have no fruit? He's going to say, you freaking tree. He's going to say, you freaking fig tree. And he's going to say, wither and die. And so, but for yeah, real, that's, for real, that, that, that's, that yeah. that's a sweet spot. It that, does. That's, yeah. Wow. That's so, pretty good. Um, Anyways, um, okay, so then Jesus says, this is the disciples when they asked me, so Jesus says, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do much more. He says, pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. That's how he responds. Um, and so, of course, my takeaway had nothing to do with what he said, but I think it works. I mean, it, it changes me a little it, bit. It definitely so, does. Um, so that's what Scripture does, right? So it changes you. You don't change it. By Dude, I was going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that no. written down. Yeah, we don't change scripture. <laughs> no, yeah, it, changes it changes us. us. Um, I love I that could, I, I could add a lot of TikTokers right now. I really could. <laughs> Not going to. <laughs> yeah. There, you I know, could. there's just the one specific one that is always, you know. Yes, I think oh, we're thinking of the same man. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, pray for Is that he guy. like an actual preacher? I've heard he's an actual, like, preacher. He was. Um, he's not anymore. Was. See, that was. Was. Just saying, was, was. you know. Yep. There's a reason, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know any more of a story other than that, so I can't really say anything. But we'll pray for him. Yes, um, we will. So, but anyway, so then uh, it says that Jesus went back to the temple, and so he tossed some more in the temple. And so the the Pharisees came up to him and they asked. They said, "What gives you the right?" Or they said in their words, "By what authority do you teach?" And so in our words, it'd be, "What gives you the right?" And so <laughs> Jesus, being a little bit of a smart aleck. Uh, we got to get it from somewhere, right? He, oh, yeah. uh, he, he says, let me ask you a question. He says, by what authority do you think John taught? John the Baptist. And, uh, and well, so. They beheaded him. They did. They did behead him. Uh, quick, too. Thanks to that little girl, right? Herod's little girl. Um, Man, that's, that still is just mind-boggling. Right? Like, right? she was, like, very young. And she was like, oh, yeah. here's the head. Like, yeah. Crazy. How, Crazy. how many people? Like, she was just I nothing know. to her. Like, she must have seen that, like, every day. Swack. It really is. Um, but so the, the Pharisees kind of gathered to themselves and they were like, well, if we say that John had his authority from heaven, mm-hmm. then Jesus will say, um, I got to look at my notes. Oh, then Jesus would say that he, of course, um, came from heaven and would, or that would yeah. be implied. And then uh, it would, I just had it in my head. Um, and they would say, why? Okay. That's what Jesus. So then Jesus would say, okay, well, John got his authority from heaven then why did you not believe him? So that they knew that's what Jesus would say. And so then they thought of the other option. Okay, well, if he, if we say that he got, John got his authority from people um, or from man, then the people, because the people around them all believe that John the, uh, the Baptist was a prophet, rightfully so. And so they said, okay, but if we say that John got his authority from man, then the people are going to mob us. And so, they're, so they thought they were clever and they're like, Jesus, we don't know. And so Jesus, in response to that was like, then I'm not going to tell you by what authority I teach. <laughs> and so I thought that was super funny. Um, Cause I don't know. I imagine myself, like people ask me a question. I'll be like, well, what do you think? Like, you know how you answer a question with a question 
and then they answer like sarcastically back and you're like so you 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 counter that sarcasm anyways i just loved it um i saw a lot of my family in that that scripture so yeah you guys um, are sarcastic people aren't you we're very sarcastic i've heard yeah we're very sarcastic that's that's our humor um not necessarily a mean way sometimes tough love it is tough love and i think that's why we're all good in our own ways (laughs) so fun fact um so growing up, this is completely off topic. It's fine. Um, so growing up, my dad said, look, I don't care how good you are at grades. So, of course, in, in other words, I don't care how smart you are. He's yeah. like, as long as you're living a good life, like, of course, to the Bible. And uh, yeah. and you're sociable and people, you know, enjoy being around you. He's like, I don't care. And so I was, we, uh, my wife and I, we, we made some new church friends and we went and hung out with them and stuff. And I was, I was just talking and, and um, I forget how the topic came up, but I told him that story about how my dad said that. And, but I... After I said it the way that he said it, I put it in my own words, and I was, and I was like, so I, you know, it kind of worked out for me. So I think basically what I'm gonna tell my kids is I'm gonna tell them like I don't care if you're smart or stupid as long as you know you turn out all right. <laughs> and they thought it was hilarious, you know. But I was like, wait a second, that's how I was raised, and yeah. uh, it turned out okay for me. So like, why wouldn't it turn out okay for them? Um, anyways, completely off topic. But uh, so I going, my parents said that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they keep you strict on your grades. They try. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say it works all the time, but you know. No, but I mean, rightfully so. I mean, if you do I'm telling you, good... chemistry, man, shouldn't be a That's subject tough. at all. That should be yeah. like, if you mm. want to do it, you can do it. But. So I actually have a very unpopular opinion on education and the educational system. Um, yeah. I think it is flawed yeah. from the get go. Um, but with Dude, that being said. Uh, what's the country? Switzerland, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They know what's up. Like. I watched this whole – it was like a 30-minute video just on how their education is different from ours. Yeah. It was like a pretty good education over there. Yeah. That, that's just a good country. Though. They have like a lot of like good things there. Like it's a super healthy and clean country too. Mm. Like, I'll have to look place. into it, see what uh, separates them. To the Sw- okay. Switzerland or Greenland? I can't remember. One of the lands. Okay. I, I've, I've heard of Switzerland being good with school, yeah. but I don't know what about it makes it good. Um, so, but yeah, um, where was I? Uh, um. Pretty right. much, yeah. So he was teaching the temple. Pharisees asked that about John. So he responds. He, Jesus says, I'm not going to tell you my authority uh, because you don't tell me where John got his. Um, and so then Jesus goes in. He's still talking to these same Pharisees, and he goes into this parable. He basically says, uh, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase instead of reading it, but he says, look, there's two sons. Um, yes. And so one son says, I do have this down. Uh, one says, or sorry, the dad says, go work in the vineyard today. And then the first son says no. And then he ends up changing his mind and goes and works in the, the vineyard. Um, and then the second son then says yes, but then he changes his mind and end up never goes. And so Jesus asked the Pharisees, which son ended up obeying the father? And so the Pharisees agree that the first son did because he said he wouldn't go originally, but he mm. ended up going anyways. And, uh, and so the Pharisees agreed with that. And so, um, Jesus then said, well, surely I tell you this. Likewise, tax collectors and prostitutes will get the kingdom of heaven before you yeah, do. I really like that parable. Like that's yeah. Let me write that down. Take like a video on that. But yeah, I mean, it's just like no matter how far along you are in your walk, you still came to Christ. You know, like yeah. you're still forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's a really good one right there. And of course, Pharisees were the the pastors of of today, right? And yeah. so he they he, Jesus said, look, look. The evil, 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 Dennis the Menace tax collectors. Dennis the Menace. They will enter the kingdom of heaven quicker or faster than you do. And it's just like, 
because you think that the passers, you know, would be yeah. ahead of the game Man, on that. They were those that uh, what are they called? Whatever the passer people, they were kind of Pharisees and Sadducees. Yeah, they were kind of. Hmm. You know, it's funny though. You want to know what the equivalent of a Pharisee is today? Like we would say, like pastor, right? But more specifically, yeah. people that people that twist scripture and believe it. Because that's that's essentially what they did, and so yeah, they, it really what, is, yeah. So they had scripture at their hand, and so mm-hmm. they basically used it to, of course, they they twisted it in such a way to benefit them. Um, but essentially, what Jesus did, and you read all throughout Matthew, and you see this, you see that yeah, they're Jesus, everywhere. Yeah, but Jesus corrects their theology all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, you say this, like, and like even in this chapter, he says, "Don't you know the scriptures?" And so, um, which you we're think actually, there's any good ones, any good Pharisees anywhere? <laughs> like, sure. All the yeah. ones we've seen, I just yeah. well, well, they're, they're well, only in the, they're only called Pharisees, so I'm sure there were good Pharisees yeah. and there were bad Pharisees. But there was, oh, I can't remember. Uh, you're talking about in uh, in the chosen Nicodemus, how the chosen yeah, depicts him yeah. as good. Yeah, um, I had to do was, more research on that. I haven't really read about Nicodemus much at all. Um, I don't think he, that he's really talked about in Matthew. Um, I know he is elsewhere, um, but because I've definitely like read over him, but I've never yeah. like read read. Too, yeah, you know, just like kind of glanced over him. Yeah, which of course there's also a few different Nicodemuses, if I recall correctly, in the Bible. Oh, so there is. I think so. So, oh, you, man. If you, why if you... does everyone have to have the same name? Like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I guess <laughs> people, people have always been un- unoriginal, you know. So, like, even yeah. today, like, I don't know. I can go to a, a Walmart and there will be five white guys named Chris there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there's like, not many it's codices just... I figured out. You know, that like, is very. I true. go there. And nobody, I yell it, and nobody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, facts. You know how many Jared Smiths there are? A lot. <laughs> yeah, it does seem, yeah. just because of the last name, it seems like a common thing. Yeah. Well, Jared's a common name, too. So that, that's that kind of why, okay, this is, just side note, kind of why I want to name my kid Enoch. Also, it's biblical because Jared, had, cool. a son, yeah, Jared had a son named Enoch, but it's also yeah. like, it's not that common, so... Enoch um, is so cool, too, like... Enoch Montana Smith, like, get that, yeah. That Dude, I think awesome. Esther, like, I don't, I don't know why. Like, Esther's a really cool it's name. It's such, like, a beautiful name. I feel mm-hmm. like it'd be for a girl, though. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. It is such, like, I don't know, I like that name. Yeah. I have you, a whole, you, like, keep, you keep that one in mind. You have yeah, it. You, Dude, you, yeah. I have a whole, in my notes right here, I have so many names I have just saved up over the years. Dude, you just, you're just ready for marriage. That's what Dude, you're Dude, I'm telling you, I'm ready for a family, man. I got you. Hey, God gives you the desires of your heart. Yeah, hopefully. Of course, they yeah, but, uh, well. Oh, Danny's here. Hi, Danny. What's up, Danny? Oh, yeah. um, What's up here? What's so, here? but to continue the, the what we're talking about, Matthew chapter. Yes. One, right. Um, so he just finishes that parable of the the two sons, and so then he goes into another parable again, still talking to the Pharisees about John the Baptist in a way, right? And so mm-hmm. about the, the where he gets his authority, and so this parable um, is the owner of the vineyard parable. And so, again, I'm just going to kind of summarize it. Basically, there's this owner of some land. He plants uh, some seed to grow some grapes. Of course, it's a vineyard, so grapes. And so he plants the seeds, and then he ends up leaving, leaving the country. And so he rents out the, uh, the land to some tenants. So they're supposed to keep care or uh, take care of the land and all that fun stuff. So anyways, come time for harvest, the owner sends some servants across the, the way to uh, harvest this, these grapes. And so the farmers or these tenants actually end up killing his servants. And so what happens is, is the owner finds out about this. So he sends more servants and the same thing happens. They kill them. And so then the owner says, okay, well, surely they won't kill my son. So he sends his son to the, the, the land the, to reap the harvest, right? And mm-hmm. so, but then 
what what it says is that basically this is again my paraphrase the owners of the land say like look this is the heir to the vineyard let's kill the heir so that you know then we can hopefully keep the vineyard mm-hmm. and so the son goes and of course they kill the son and so um so then Jesus asks the Pharisees that were there of course he's still talking to the Pharisees he says what do you think the owner did to the farmers or to the tenants of the property and so the 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 Pharisees were like Oh, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that the the farmers die a wicked death, like a wicked horrible death. Like they are wicked farmers, and so I guess the the proper terminology what they said he's gonna make sure that the wicked farmers die a horrible death is what the Pharisees said, and so they didn't know it, but they were talking about themselves. <laughs> and so um, I'll, I'll read the the following I guess conversation, um, or I, I guess I kind of want to explain it. Um, so God, if, you, if to explain the parable, God is the owner in this situation. Um, and of course, Jesus, like what scriptures indicate, Jesus is the son. And of course, um, Jesus sent servants or sorry, God sent servants to the people of the earth. So he sent prophets. He sent Moses. He sent Joshua. He sent Noah. He yeah. sent all these people. Right. And yet they all end up dying, not necessarily by the hand of others uh, like this parable. However, they did die uh, and people didn't believe them. Um, and so um, but anyways. So then Jesus goes, they kill Jesus. So it's kind of another, again, foreshadowing what's about to happen um, since he's about to be killed and then resurrect. Um, so the people kill the son in the, the story. So they also kill Jesus. Um, and then the Pharisees are the farmers. And so um, Jesus, the son, came to get what was rightfully his in the, the parable and they killed him. And so then Jesus goes in to say, um, I'll, I'll read it from my Bible here if I can find it. Yes, I can find it. Okay, so it says, The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This was said in uh, Scripture. Let's see if I can see where it's at. Um, Isaiah chapter 28, or maybe it's Psalms 118. One of the two. Um, and so Jesus quotes this Scripture and is, and again, and so it kind of confuses the Pharisees a little bit. And so Jesus and I'm just going to kind of explain it here. Jesus is the stone that, um, that the builders or the Pharisees rejected. Mm-hmm. And so now Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith. Like our faith, Codis, you and our, our faith, it hinges on Jesus. And yes. so uh, likewise in this, uh, I guess, the prophecy at the time, uh, he's saying that Jesus is now the cornerstone of our faith. And so mm-hmm. anyone that stumbles over the stone, so anybody that stumbles uh, over Jesus and, and doesn't use the stone as the cornerstone, doesn't use it, will be crushed. So with that being said, if you aren't using Jesus as your cornerstone of your faith, whatever faith it is, if Jesus yeah. isn't the cornerstone. If you don't have a good foundation, you know, like, exactly. I think it's earlier in Matthew, it talks about like, like the houses during the storm. If you don't have a foundation, you're going to go, yeah. you know, for sure, for sure. So um, it's like all based podcast. We sort of talked about that. Absolutely. We sure did. Um, so it's all based on the cornerstone. It's all based on the foundation. And so mm-hmm. if you aren't using Jesus as that cornerstone or as that foundation of your faith, mm-hmm. then you says it will be crushed. So you won't get to mm-hmm. heaven. In fact, it's referring to judgment. Of course, judgment, we think of revelation, the tribulations, the quote unquote apocalypse for modern day people with modern day terms. Um, yeah. But yes, the, the end of times. And so it's saying you will be crushed. And when it comes to judgment, because we will be. Our, our actions, the weight of our actions will just weigh us down and crush us when it comes to judgment time, if we are not saved. Um, but anyways, so with, uh, with that being said, Kodis, do you, did, you ever, did, did you ever write down 
the uh, your pastor's invitation that you you liked? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, yeah, I have it in text. Okay. But I do want to point this one thing out. It's the yeah, thing yeah. my Bible. I have a study Bible. So it says behind the story, but the word Pharisees means separated. In New Testament times, they were religious leaders taught by taught that taught the law. Most of the Pharisees did not like Jesus and his teachings. They looked for a way to arrest him. And two Pharisees, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, hmm. helped take Jesus' body from the cross or for a burial. So Pharisees mean separated. What, what isn't that a reason why? Like, what do you think that's for? Like, why does Pharisees mean separated? You think they're separated from God or separated from the not Pharisees? Um, so they probably called them the Pharisees because they viewed themselves as separated from the mass. So okay. they thought that they were better than everybody else because they were um, righteous. So they thought. And so maybe that's where the term comes from. Or um, maybe the disciples coined the term Pharisee and wrote, called them Pharisees and, and Sadducees in the uh, text or in the scripture in the, the New Testament. Because maybe they were trying to tell people that they were separated from the beginning without mm-hmm. saying that they were separated. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, either way, that's very interesting. So. Um, all right. I got the prayer pulled up. Okay. Yeah. So, so, all right. So anybody, this is a good prayer for anybody who has fallen from Jesus. Anyone that's just meeting Jesus. Uh, this is a good prayer to, I guess, pray to God, um, and tell him you're, you're ready for him. You're ready for his gifts. You're ready to do his will. Um, so before we get into the prayer, cause I want you to say the prayer, I just mm-hmm. want to kind of set it up. So um, I see a couple of you have watched majority of this podcast, at least on my side. I can't see on Codices. Um, yeah. But if you have watched this, and I know a lot of, uh, I guess it's something really popular right now, is that uh, we're all on the same path. We're all on the same spiritual journey, um, and it all leads to the same place. That's not true. Um, of course, people ask all the time, well, why is your God the God, or what makes Jesus so special? Um, <clears throat> and I've had people ask me before um, something along the lines of, is Jesus the only way to heaven? And so reading off of this, because we talked about Matthew chapter one, we talked about how Jesus is the cornerstone, how he said he was the cornerstone. Um, and so of course we can prove this is beyond the Bible. We can prove that he performed miracles. This is, and we made videos on this in the past, but we can prove that he was miraculous, that he had these quote unquote powers as other people call them. Um, and so the, the evidence that Jesus was God is there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, if you've watched this podcast, if you're, or if you're at any stage in your life, maybe you haven't watched this whole thing. Maybe you're listening to this podcast 10 years from now, whatever it may be. If, and be you're cool. wondering, right. And you're, and you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, Jesus is not my cornerstone. I found this faith because uh, I went to church or maybe I found this faith because I read about it and all this fun stuff, but I don't make Jesus the priority in my life. I do not make Jesus. That's what we're the, talking the about center. next episode. That's what right. I thought about. I have okay. a whole thing planned in my head. Good, good. Um, perfect. That works out. So, but you're saying that Jesus is not the cornerstone. Like you, you, you feel like you're spiritual. You feel like you, you know, uh, about the Bible for the longest time. I felt like I was a teacher rather than an ambassador because we're called to be ambassadors for Christ. And so you feel like Jesus is there, but he's not the center of it. And if you want to fix that, We want you to pray this prayer because we want you to change your life. And I promise you, by all means, Jesus can and will change your life. Yes, he will. For the better. And now when I say better, I don't mean... If you keep him in it. That's right. But when I say better, I don't mean everything is going to be, you know, uh, 
land of milk and honey after this. It's not going to be, you know, perfect as uh, Disney always says, you know, and they lived happily ever after. That's not the case. No, what the Bible says and what has been proven and both of our lives go to you and I, it does not get easy. In fact, you know, it, how we deal with things, how we learn to deal with things gets easier because we have this instruction manual or this owner's manual called the Bible. Because we have that, we have this foundation that we can build off of. Um, but as a Christian, it's not going to be easy. People are going to be mad at you. People are not going to like you. People are going to leave you, your family, your friends. It's all going to happen. And, but here's the thing. Good news about that. Um, I think it's Matthew chapter 18. I forget the exact uh, – or maybe it's 19. It's 19. It's the, it's, yes, 18. Somewhere. Anyways. I'm not, yeah. I don't know what quote you're referencing. Yeah. Um, so go look at the end of Matthew chapter 18 or 19. It's one of those two. But it says that um, it's the, the Judas episode that we made. The, 19. After the, 19. 18, 18, 18. 18. Okay. It yeah, is 18. We're going is 18. 18 and we're sticking to it. It is 18. Um, so right after that, right after whatever, it's at the very end of the chapter. It says that if you give up your uh, family – because you are following Christ or because if you, if your family leaves you because you're following Christ, you will receive a hundredfold in the next life. Yes. So there is good that will happen for it. It just doesn't necessarily happen. in this. you're going to lose a lot of things when you follow Christ, but absolutely the things you gain is so much more, you know, absolutely. there's eternal life. There's best friends in heaven. You know, God is going to, cause God will send you people in your life too. You know, absolutely. like a Jared, for example, like if I wasn't right with God and making TikToks, who knows if, Jared would have right? stumbled no. by. For sure. Yeah. You know, and, and God has a, a crazy plan. Um, it doesn't always but, make sense, but nah, it's always worth not. it. No, I've jumped over a few different staircases that don't connect a few times in my life. <laughs> we, and if you've watched our previous episode, you know what I'm talking about. But We all um, have. But with that being said, if God speaks, Jesus Christ is not your cornerstone, mm-hmm. I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to, to focus on Christ being your, your cornerstone. So, Codus, uh, you might close us out in that prayer. Yep. All right. So, repeat after me if you want. Do whatever you want. So, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live for you the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Nothing, it's nothing. like a powerful prayer. Like, it's so short it and sweet. Yeah. But, like, it is just so powerful. And what's cool about prayer, and it's funny that we're talking about this now, uh, you can't screw it up by any means. No. So last night, uh, so I, I help with the youth ministry at my current church now. Um, and so I was sitting in a really small, small group. And one of the kids said that, uh, I say kid, you know, he wasn't, he's only a few years younger than me by all means. But um, one of the students said, I struggle to pray. He's like, I just don't know how to pray. I feel like I'm going to mess up. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't. That's an idea. Prayer. We need to make a video of that. And so... I went up to him afterwards and I said, dude, here's the thing. You cannot screw up prayer. Like, no. <laughs> you can't. And I said, I don't care how many times you stutter. I said, I stutter all the time. I don't care how many times oh, you yeah. stutter. Uh, I don't care what you say. God knows what you're trying to say. And you cannot mess up prayer. And uh, so, anyways, that goes for you as well. You cannot mess up prayer. Um, but, anyways, with all that being God said, just wants you to talk to him, really. So Yeah, it's a relationship. Just like yeah. how Otis and I, you and I are talking right now or how – uh, with my wife, I have to talk to her on a daily basis, right? It's just like, God, we need to communicate. And it is a two-way street. Prayer is. Um, Dude, I'm God... telling you, the next episode, it's all about okay. that. All right. It's going to be good, man. I'm excited because like, I'm just going like, to go Awesome, off. man. Awesome, man. Um, but yeah, prayer is a two-way street. God does speak to us. Um, you just have to be still. Um, God comes mm-hmm. and whisper. So. But uh, declutter yourself. Anyways, 
with all that being said, y'all, thank y'all for watching. If you haven't already, we do have a Patreon to support this ministry. Uh, go check it out. Links in the bios um, or in the descriptions. Um, don't really care about that necessarily. Uh, we also have some clothes if you like some of our clothes. Um, we actually don't advise that you buy any. Believe it or not, yeah. we're we're yeah. not we're not good at selling stuff. Man. Don't don't go to our site and buy anything. And this is not reverse psychology. We literally mm -hmm. do not want you to. Um, because we're about to make our prices like cut in half. And so we really just want to wait until that happens so that you can start, you know, you don't waste money kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but again, thank you all. Go check out our socials. Uh, be sure to pray for somebody this week. And with all that being said, y'all go Godspeed.